Welcome to the Uncapped Podcast, presented by Roast House Pub and Idiom Brewing Company in Frederick, Maryland, as well as Havoc Brew Supply, the one-stop shop for all of your brewery's needs. Check them out at hophavoc.com. Before we jump into this episode with Lone Oak Brewing, there's a couple things I want to tell you about. First is that on May 21st at 2 p.m., uh, Uncapped sponsor McClintock Distilling is teaming up with Monoxy Brewing Company and Traveling Bros Cigars to bring you a special pairing event to pair spirits, beers, and cigars. You can find out more information about that at the Monoxy Brewing's website. And also, this episode was recorded a little over a month ago. And during the episode, Kevin tells us about how Lone Oak got their name, and it's from an old oak tree that unfortunately used to be on the farm. Uh, two days after the recording of this episode, that tree fell over in a storm. Um, so they are currently looking at ways to continue to use that tree to add to the farm and to the beer brewing. So keep an eye on their social media to see what their plans are for that. So now let's uh, get into the episode. Hey everyone, I'm your host, Chris Sands. And today I'm talking to Kevin Hilton from Lone Oak Brewing Company. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. It's great to be out here. What uh, what title have you given yourself? Um, I, I they've been bestowed upon me, but uh, <laughs> I, I would say brewmaster is my number one title. Okay. Um, I I I started as a general manager. We've we've since kind of filled out our team, so I'm kind of in the brewmaster mold with a little bit of kind of front of house input i would say so you're doing the recipe about development and all that and right. directing production and all that yeah yeah stuff. and all the you know uh <coughs> kind of off-site stuff that we do okay. as well so um kind of leading up to sales team as well trying to trying to get our name out there how when did lone oak open so we opened right in the heart of the pandemic so Good planning yeah exactly <laughs> in <laughs> july of 2020 but it actually worked out. We've got a lot of open space, so people really enjoyed coming out um, when there wasn't a whole lot else to do. So um, obviously, we had struggles like everyone did through the pandemic. But uh, well, one not being able to buy anything, right? Right. Like I'm assuming, being a farm brewery, you have a ton of picnic tables, so those were probably hard to get, right? <laughs> those were extremely hard to get. So um, we, we got lucky and we uh, we beat the pandemic a little bit um, with our first purchase of, of those picnic tables and just furniture and, you know, wood in general before the price skyrocketed. And then, um, you know, we we had a, a, a good connection. So we, we were able to outfit what we needed to um, to kind of get by and uh, you know, it, it, it ended up working out um, for the um, kind of ambiance that we have. You know, a lot of times I'll tell people when they call, um, don't expect to get a, a table. You know, bring yeah. out your own stuff. You know, make a picnic out of it. That, that's kind of what the farm atmosphere is, is come out and make it your, your, your own thing. Um, you know, uh, we're very family friendly, so we want the dogs, we want the kids. I know a lot of breweries around, especially Frederick, are not um, as in tune to to that. But uh, again, you know, we have we have a ton of room, so we want that that atmosphere for for more families. Yeah, I was um, I was at a farm brewery up in PA with the owners of a farm brewery in New York over the weekends. And they refer to those people as campers, like the <laughs> yeah. people, like the 
because the, 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 we were sitting there like, oh, the campers are showing up. And like it was the people that like have a whole spread and like are that you know they're going to be there for a while. <laughs> right, yeah. right. And and having having a lot of real estate, you know, it, it's not the worst thing in the yeah, world. You know, as, as we we feel like we are supported by the community, so we're not you know taken aback by people that do that. Again, you know, we, we would rather have you out and enjoying the property and the atmosphere. Um, you know, we've got a lot of live music. We've got a lot of trivia and, you know, all those other things that um, keep you engaged that um, we're, we're not put off by those people. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. They weren't they weren't saying it in a negative way. Oh, okay. Like it yeah. was in the same thing. Like the woman from New York was talking about like how she loved like you can tell regulars right away. Like, because there was a group of people that showed up and they just went and grabbed the Adirondack chairs that are stacked up and, and she, like, she was just pointing out like the things that she's like, I love when these people show up. And yeah. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was, it was a positive statement. Right. Not, uh, yeah. Negative. We, we have a, a pretty big playground area too. So it's almost like we're a daycare in a sense too, where you can come out. That's and, a hot button issue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, that's what I thought you were getting at is, is the kind of, um, you know the inner turmoil in the in the beer <laughs> industry of our kids a louder brewery or not, yeah. and we just kind of leaned into it and said, you know, we, we understand. Uh, you know, again, we understand our community, and we're a little bit more of the you know the family oriented vibe. We've got it only boys and girls club right down the street from us, so you know, soccer tournament gets out. They're all coming over, yeah. and th there's I, no way to avoid that. So I just lean into it and enjoy it. I think of any type of brewery, though, like farm breweries are able to handle that better than anyone else because it's usually, especially if you have playgrounds and stuff off to the side to keep kids congregated there because, I mean, it's mainly the parents who aren't watching their kids that are terrorizing the place that is <laughs> yeah. what is really making people angry. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and we do have it like kind of tucked in the corner. So, you know, it, it's not like we've got kids running around the tap room. Yeah. It's more like all the kids are kind of sequestered into one area and, and all the adults can enjoy the, the regular tap room ambiance that we have with, you know, again, the live music and all that kind of stuff. It, it is, it is hilarious how heated that <laughs> yes, debate, yeah, yeah. that debate gets. <laughs> and people are so angry on both sides yeah, of yeah. the argument. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we try to live in the middle of everywhere. So, you know, we're, we're we understand the people that don't want it, but we also are going to cater to the people that, that do yeah. want to do that. So, well, I mean, there's the problem from a brewery standpoint is that like the one of the major demographics of craft beer drinkers are in the family stages of their lives and have kids so right right like, especially in the sure you can of turn them County. all turn them all away but you're really going to be shooting yourself in the foot yeah <laughs> yeah exactly exactly so yeah we we you know, and, and again, you know, the middle of Montgomery County, that's going to be your kind of suburbanite population. So that's what we've kind of, you know, built our model around. And, you know, as, as someone that makes the recipes, it's it's also, you know, I, I want to be as experimental as I can. But it's also if it's not selling to these people, then I'm usually not going to rebrew it or, you know, tweak it to, um, an audience that is a little bit more accepting of all these things. And, you know, 
we have 24 taps. Um, so th- it's a lot of brands to keep on, but, um, you know, again, it, we have to kind of balance the demographics with has cool of stuff that we want to do, you know, Red Miller is adorable. <laughs> yes, he, he's a lot. He's a lot bigger now than, oh, okay. than 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 he appears, but he's still very yeah he, yeah. He's he's the uh, he's the star of the show usually. Yeah, the that's in the the kid debate often then devolves into like the argument of whether dogs should be at breweries too. But yeah, if you have a farm dog, you kind of have to allow. Oh yeah, we 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 definitely allow dogs. You know, we we want to keep them on leashes, and yeah. you know, it's kind of the same as parents. It's you know, if yeah. you're a good if you're a good dog parent, then you don't have anything to worry yeah. about. Like I'm not, <laughs> and my dog is very misbe. I'm not horribly misbehaved, but I don't take her to places like that because same. I don't trust that she's gonna leave people alone. Same, same. Yeah, my my <laughs> dog is so high energy when he gets around people it's like i just leave him at home yeah. you know we'll, we'll go on walks we'll we'll do you know all, all the the bark social and things like that but um in a in a in an atmosphere like that when there's a lot of chaos going around yeah it's just i leave my dog at home <laughs> uh were were you there from day one yes or- so we we uh we broke ground um just before february of 2020 um, that, that's when I arrived is, uh, February 1st of 2020. Um, so we really didn't have anything on the property at that point, just some kind of infrastructure, um, you know, a big hole in the ground where the foundation was going to be. Yeah. And that was basically it. How many founders are there? So the, like there's a few, right? Um, so, so there's four owners. Okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, kind of two, two groups of families. So, okay. Um, so the Millers, um, they're local to Olney, grew up in Olney. Um, so they, they had purchased the land and, um, had the idea for the brewery. And those are the people that I first got in contact okay. with. So Chris and Charlie brothers. Um, and then the, the Malays were the builders. Um, so they joined forces and kind of fused the land with the building project. And, um, you know, they did a great job of, of creating um the atmosphere that we have right now and and just a you know really beautiful facility that um has character too did um did you know them beforehand or did you meet them in the in the process of them starting the brewery no i didn't i didn't know them beforehand um i was working down in georgia at the time and really wanted to get back into the area when i had left there was really i think i think it was really only silver branch was kind of in the planning stages of, of being a, a Montgomery County brewery, um, other than Denison. So yeah. it really wasn't a thought that Montgomery County was ever going to have brewery. So I kind of left for a little while. Montgomery and County like, really lagged behind oh, the, yes. the rest of the state. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> now it owns the market for farm breweries for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, our, our little, uh, kind of section of Montgomery County is really cool. Um, we've got, Four, four breweries and a cidery now. Um, so, you know, you can you can drive in the countryside of Montgomery County right around, along the Ag Preserve and see some some really beautiful properties. And we have all got a little something different. So, it, it yeah, it's a great little pocket. Because what, there's like six, six of you now? 
more and more. Um, I don't know, there's a bunch. Yeah, there's there's <laughs> at least five of us in the in the general vicinity. Oh, yeah, and then in uh, Montgomery County, right? General, yeah, think. so Landmate is technically Montgomery County, yeah. but they're they're way out there. Um, it's I think it's like a twenty five to thirty minute ride from us to get. Which which is crazy. Well, it's because there's no no straight way yeah. to get one. Like, <laughs> right, you get, right. It's crazy that like Montgomery County. Well, I mean, I guess Montgomery County still has tons of farmland too. But it's crazy like that. Frederick blew up. We have tons and tons of breweries, but like m- mostly just production breweries. And then Montgomery County like surpassed us with farm breweries. Like you'd think Frederick would be the the kings of the of the farm breweries. Yeah, yeah. That's what I, I, you know, when I was growing up in Maryland, that's what I always thought was that Frederick was kind of like the the boonies. Now it's kind of the opposite where Frederick's like very metropolitan yeah. and, you know, us in the middle are. are so <laughs> I grew up in Pittsburgh. Okay. And I moved to Germantown to okay. work at Hughes Network Systems. And I, I was then working for probably – divulging way too much personal information. <laughs> no. uh, but then I was working for a, uh, a government contractor <clears throat> and I was going to be on a contract that was in West Virginia. And I obviously didn't want to move to West Virginia. Nothing that there's anything wrong with West Virginia. I just didn't <laughs> want to move to West Virginia. So I decided like Frederick was close enough, but in my mind, like I had all I knew of Maryland really was living in Montgomery County and everyone there referring to Frederick as Fredneck. And I was just dreading moving to Frederick and thinking it was going to be the most podunk, crappiest place in the world. Cause I don't even know if I had been to Frederick other than like driving in between Pittsburgh and Germantown. And I got here, I'm like, God, Montgomery County's a dump. It's so much better in Frederick. <laughs> and it, that's obviously some hyperbole. But I mean, I, I absolutely love Frederick. I'm unabashedly a Frederick lover. Yeah, I, I think a, a lot of people in the area have come around on that too. And it, it's gotten way better than when I moved here 17 years ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's so much to do. I mean, my wife and I come up here all the time to, you know, we have we have family that's in Thermont, so it's kind of, passing through on the way to go there and back another (laughs) (laughs) but it's it's a it's a it's a good segue up to you know the the real podunk towns (laughs) but uh but yeah no we we love frederick we you know and like i said i I almost feel like it's more metropolitan than most of montgomery county and maybe unless you get down into bethesda which is basically dc yeah (laughs) well i i think because it like old town metropolitan. Huh? Yeah. Cause we, yeah. I mean, we, well, I mean, if you're right in the general area of like old town, Gaithersburg almost has the feel of yeah, Frederick. Fr- Frederick's got a lot different. more culture though. They've got a yeah. lot more arts going mm-hmm. on there. There's, there's in, in my opinion, there's way more to do on a Friday and Saturday night in Frederick than there is in any of these little towns in, I in think, Montgomery County. I think Frederick's, has more of an identity. Correct. Yes. Like yes. most places in 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 uh Montgomery County are just kind of like generic. Yeah, they're like they're not all generic in a kinda, bad way, but just kind yeah, of like it's maybe homogenous. Yes, that's yeah, a better word. That's a, yeah. that's a better word. Well, yeah, it, it all kind of bleeds into each other and yeah, there's not a whole lot of difference between a Rockville and a Gaithersburg and a Germantown. It all kind of melts yeah. together. Yeah, I know what you mean. 
I have no idea how we got here. <laughs> so I don't know why. Like, I don't even know where to go back to at this point. Oh, they, there are a bunch of farm breweries in, in Montgomery County. <laughs> yes, yeah. There should be more in Frederick, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think, so just this week, I've had three of you on. So I, I only, I'm almost all the way there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, we're we're not too far away from each other. We're all pretty good friends. So, um, yeah, we 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 like to visit each other, especially now that the weather's about to turn. You know, the, the, this is the the season for the the farm brewery. You know, when it's wet and cold and nasty, we don't get a whole lot of um, outside traffic. But uh, but yeah, this is we're we're coming into the season, so we're we're pretty excited. I just I just have to convince Elder Pine to reply to me, then I can, <laughs> then I can then I can get all of the farm breweries on. <laughs> okay, George. <laughs> Uncapped is brought to you by one of Frederick's original Maryland craft beer destinations, located off of Urbana Pike, featuring a warm, inviting atmosphere and knowledgeable staff serving up fresh, locally sourced culinary creations and unique craft beers on tap. Open seven days a week, our friends at Roast House Pub invite you to enjoy a casual lunch, happy hour specials, delicious dinners, and specialty desserts. Follow them on social media to keep up to date on their monthly beer dinners, mom's spaghetti dinner battles, and what beer is being featured for Buck Above Monday. Idiom Brewing Company proudly offers a delicious variety of beers to satisfy the most discerning tastes. Best known for their wide array of IPAs, delicious fruited sours, and robust porters and stouts. Idiom has a simple goal in mind, to bring people from all walks of life together, to enjoy themselves and each other. Whether you're a hophead looking for explosively juicy IPAs, or one of the adventurous few looking to try boozy, sour, or complex flavors, or just looking to enjoy classic styles and seasonal favorites, they'll have a little something for you. Idiom Brewing Company is located in downtown Frederick, just south of the intersection of East Street and East Patrick Street, with ample seating directly on Carroll Creek. Um, <clears throat> so what, um, what made them want to open a brewery where, where is craft beer something they were into or was it more like a business decision more of, like um, the, they all had a little bit of ties to kind of homebrewing and okay. things like that. But I think it was probably more of a business decision yeah. than, than anything else. And, um, with the success of the other breweries that had come before us, I think it became kind of a, um, a way to revitalize the, the community, um, and make money. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Which, it was, it was, I mean, it, it's the number one goal of any business, no matter what <laughs> yes. is said. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> without that, there is no. Right. <laughs> right. No. And, and, you know, as much beer as you can sell on site, you know, you're, yeah. you're going to be successful if you do that. How, how large is the farm? Uh, so it's a total of 30 acres. Um, so we, we have about 10 acres of, um, kind of, uh, Public public use Montgomery County. You have to have a certain amount, right? I think it's like twenty five okay. or, or something like that. We're we're kind of on the the smaller end, um, but we've got we've got about ten acres for for just kind of general use. We've got ten acres that is kind of between being used and um, we we have a little easement on our property, and then the the remaining ten acres we grow our barley on. So, okay, yeah. Oh, uh, is it part of the ag? 
preserved also? Or no, you, we're, we're okay. right on the edge of it. We're not So you can in. actually build stuff that you need. Um, <laughs> we, we can sometimes. Uh, well, I mean, you still have to go through permitting and everything, yeah, but yeah. it's we, it's not completely forbidden like on the, the ag preserve. Well, if it's, enclosed structures are always a touchy subject. You know, um, we would need uh, a little bit of help doing that. Really? From, yeah. Why, why is... Yeah, it, it's just... Uh, you know, yeah, le- legislation is what it is. You know, <laughs> the government's always sticky. So um, I don't understand why they are so against having buildings built. Yeah. On- and, you know, we, we are fortunate to have opened when we did. But had we opened like six months later, we could have made our tap room twice as big. So we have a 50 oh, person a limit. And now the limit's 100 people. So, yeah, yeah there there's always that kind of thing where you know but you I mean, can't you can't let it affect you it, it it's but it's, no it's no one's coming to a farm brewery to sit inside so like wow yes during the winter right and, the winter is but what then really you just throw a, throw up a tent or something yeah then, so we have we have tents we have the uh the patio enclosed yeah. and um nice and warm um so we 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 have the ability to to do that but like you said i mean when the sun's shining that's yeah. when people want to come yeah, out no i i mean i <laughs> been to farm breweries when it's nice out there's not a single person in the tap room yeah. but there's hundreds of right, people outside right. so, but while that sucks i'm sure it hasn't hurt like other than a rainy day or during the winter uh, some i mean half the time in maryland now it's not even too cold to, <laughs> yeah to it's, we, we were very fortunate yeah yeah we're very fortunate this year so you were you were brewing in Georgia before yeah. here. So yeah, the the last place that I was in was Georgia. So working on a farm brewery down there. Okay. Um, so down there we had three hundred acres. We were doing a lot of wheat, barley. We were doing rye, hops, um, berry farm. I mean, there was an old um, tobacco farm. Okay. And then when that industry kind of got disrupted, they were looking for a way to reinvest and um, same kind of same deal. Okay. M- make so a it was out. it was the working farm owners that had decided to pivot yes. to turn it into a yeah. farm. Yeah. So there were there were old tobacco there was yeah. you know, five ten tobacco barns down there and, and things like that. Super cool property. Re- really awesome. Um but um it was it was away from the tap room. So, you know, you want to talk about laws in Montgomery County. Laws in Georgia at that time were even <laughs> worse. I mean you couldn't you couldn't sell more than like five ounces of beer without giving a tour I mean, and that's then, the way it was here yeah for, until 2015 yeah maybe? and then like a 288 ounce limit on to beer to go i mean it, it, they really handicapped this like they were basically saying if you weren't working with the distributor you're not making beer <laughs> yeah they they really have power yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> they do now they they've they've come around a little bit too i mean especially atlanta and athens have great um beer culture down there um still love to go down there georgia's got a lot of great breweries yeah yeah atlanta's really um i I feel like understated when it comes to you know just the selection and um have you been to good word yeah good good word was uh like two or three years yeah uh, when i was i've I've had them on okay yeah they are making phenomenal beer yeah i think they they won a couple yeah medals and yeah Yeah. he's he's a genius when it comes to brewing yeah there was a there was a couple of uh, arches did you get on the arches 
I did not go down okay. there. I just met, he's, oh, okay. he, okay. I, I met him at uh, at a festival that okay. was up. It was at Kushwa's festival, oh. actually, that I met oh, him wow. at. Okay. Um, and then, oh, and I've had pontoons beer. Yeah, pontoons really, fun. I think those are really the only two um, Georgia breweries that I've met people from and had any significant amount of their beer. Like I've always, Terrapins in Georgia, isn't it? Yeah, they're so I've macro, had their yeah. That's yeah. I mean, like I've obviously had their beer. <laughs> um, so how did you get into becoming a brewer? Um, I, I think it's a pretty well-tilled story yeah. of um, home brewing. Did back. it start with a Mister Beer kit? Uh, not Mr. Beer. I think uh, it was called America's well, Best. So um, Mr. Beer adjacent. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> Maybe like the version 2.0 of Mr. <laughs> beer. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, so I, actually before that, I started making homemade sodas first. And um, one of my good buddies who um, is oh. one of the founders at Natural State Beer out, out in Arkansas, um, he had the idea of, of doing beer. And I thought he was crazy and and you know fast forward a couple of years we're both in the in different programs learning how to be a brew professionally and uh yeah i want to make soda i love ginger ale mm-hmm. and my wife bought me a ginger ale making kit and i just haven't gotten around to doing it yet yeah yeah so i mean there's there's the soda streams and all that kind of stuff but i mean it it's pr- it, like as long as you have some CO2. I mean, it, it's pretty straightforward process. Yeah. It's, you know, more or less a simple syrup and a flavor and carbonate it. And there you go. Yeah. This one was a little, of the look at it again. There was something about it that made it more complicated, like where I went to do it. And like, I just, I was missing something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I just never got around to going back to right. do it. <laughs> Great beer starts with great ingredients. At Havoc Brewing Supply, they offer a wide selection of premium hops, fruit purees, malt, cleaning supplies, and more. Their family-owned business is dedicated to helping you create the perfect beer. Havoc offers flexible contracts, lightning-fast shipping, and unrivaled customer service. Join the Havoc Brewing Supply family and elevate your brewing game. Shop small, brew big, grow together. Visit HavocBrewingSupply.com today to learn more. McClintock Distilling is Maryland's first and only certified organic distillery, handcrafting gins, whiskeys, vodkas, and cordials from non-GMO organic ingredients in downtown Frederick. Named the best vodka distillery in the country by USA Today, best gin in the world at the International Spirits Competition, and double gold at the World Spirits Competition for bourbon, rye, and gin. Open now for tours, tastings, and classes. Come sample the most awarded distillery in Frederick today. Um, yeah, I uh, there's so many breweries that owe Mister Beer <laughs> yes. to the to the opening of the brewery. Um, how, how was your first batch of beer that you ever brewed? It, it was pretty good. Liar. Um, I, I I mean I'm 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 pretty good at following recipes. Okay. So and, well, and that's a. Uh, and that's one of the nice things about home brewing is that if you do follow every direction to the T, it's at least going to be drinkable. Yeah. And I mean, as long as you clean everything, I mean, actually probably 50% of it is just make sure you sterilized and cleaned everything. Yeah. And, and I, I believe that batch was like, you know, you, you had some extract and you just kind of made a, uh, 
high gravity basically yeah. and then kind of cooled it down and left it in the bucket so there wasn't a whole lot to go wrong and then we already had the co2 in the kegs um so i completely skipped like the bottling phase which usually is what turns people off to once, brewing yeah I, I bottled <laughs> yeah. once and then i bought a keg right and that's and probably why of, i stayed bought a few it. corny cakes <laughs> right and then i still did not stay in it long yeah. because it's a lot easier to just go to a brewery right, and right. get something made by a professional <laughs> yeah, yeah but you know you that that's how you learn a lot you know I was, I was actually just talking to one of my buddies who's a brewer too and um you know he's he's getting he's kind of turned over a new leaf and um it's getting into um you know, more plumbing and electrical and stuff. And he's like, man, we learned all this stuff trying to build our own kits <laughs> back in the day of, you know, the, you know, a Herm system with a pump and, you know, outfitting a uh, cooler and all that stuff. It's like, you know, that on a smaller scale is like what we do to make breweries too. Yeah. It's just, you have cooler equipment to play with. Yeah. Much more bigger and expensive. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like it's probably self-explanatory, but where did the name Lone Oak come from? Um, so we, we do have a, uh, a one oak on our property. So it's the Lone Oak. Um, so it's dated anywhere from 250 to 300 years. That's um, an old ash tree. Yeah, it's huge, beautiful. How um, long do oak trees grow for? Um, they can, can we, yeah, we're, we're topping out here. Okay. We're, we're a little bit, um, especially with the cicada infestation that we had, uh, Two years back, like we're we're a little bit concerned no, about the tree. I did not see a single cicada oh. in like in in the downtown area of Frederick. We had none. Oh, you could couldn't. sometimes hear them from like up in Gambrel and the watershed, but when I was in when I lived in Germantown was one of the it was so it was yeah because it was just the seventeen year ones mm-hmm. I came yeah. so I was I had been I was in Germantown during one of the 17 year ones they were everywhere yeah, so i thought for sure scary. i thought for sure frederick was going to be horrible when they came out never saw a single i mean i and i live in frederick never saw a single one yeah, that's that's very fortunate because <laughs> it, it, it for the first week it's like oh this is really cool and then by the third week you're like get these things back <laughs> in the ground i'm not yeah. i don't want to deal with them for another 17 years because well, like leading up to it all i kept thinking it was like my god it's going to be miserable to walk the dog she's yes, going to want the to dogs. eat every oh, cicada yeah. my Real youngest sick. is yeah. probably going to freak out or she's going to want to <laughs> yeah. pick up every single one we see not a single one at my lucky. house lucky yeah <laughs> oh that, another 17 year 15 years come down and you can see as many no, cicadas as you want i yeah so i don't know what happened and and it's not even like I, I live in one of the older developments that would have already been built 17 years ago. So, like, I thought for sure it was going to be super infested because of that. They weren't there. Lucky. And then, <laughs> then I, I think it was, like, Oliver's um, mm-hmm. anniversary party that I drove out to. And it was the first cicadas we encountered because my, my wife and I were driving out and we were on 70 uh-huh. and just started pelting yeah, the, the windshield. Car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh, they're all here. <laughs> little little bullets. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I get, so then you're going to change the name to like Lost Oak? Yeah. Or, or just <laughs> that's, like, a, that's a good <laughs> question. Um, or just we'll, plant one oak tree to replace yeah, it. Yeah. We better plant it now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just, I just, 
and like I've always known like the basic idea of redwood trees, but I just watched a YouTube video about like the tallest ones and like how that that's kept a secret so that oh nice. <laughs> Oh, because General Sherman, that's the, that's the biggest the, tree. But no, it's not. Oh, no. Yeah, they've actually found, researchers oh. have found even taller ones. Well, we need to rename the beer. Then. And, but no, <laughs> it, but it's kept a secret now oh, because okay. the previous ones, like they found oh, and people. someone published where they're located oh. and then like it, it destroyed sections of the forest and stuff. So now... They don't. They don't mm. let anyone know where these. Mm. In fact, I don't even. I think the park service actually doesn't allow people to go into any of those sections anymore, and keeps yeah. them safe. Yeah. It's a shame, but unfortunately, we've got to we've got to keep those things. Yeah, I mean, it, like, just don't go. Just don't be an idiot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it from a distance. Yeah, <laughs> they're yeah. big and, enough that you also. It looks exactly the same in the areas you because yeah. well, and that was another thing it pointed out too is like so okay yeah they found the tallest one in this area that you're not supposed to go to by tallest it's a a matter of feet yeah <laughs> like it's not like when it's, you're talking several yeah, hundred feet it's yeah. not towering right. over the ones that you're allowed to be around yeah. I mean, <laughs> people want to have something to put yeah. on Instagram and and actually that's what they pointed out is like <laughs> yeah. the biggest problem is. People wanting to, well, actually, like any park service, you've seen that, like people walking onto the geyser, like the hot springs, and people suck. Yeah. <laughs> but like I known they were big and they were old, but like I I didn't realize just how crazy they yeah. are. Like that, the ones in that area were around before dinosaurs, right? Like right. That, and the, yeah, and we're salivating over a two hundred year old yeah. tree, <laughs> <laughs> and the that like trees grow in the canopy mm -hmm. like there are other trees that grow inside of the tops of yeah. redwood trees yeah it's amazing just the it was i found it really interesting because i just didn't know that's a strong beer yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's west coast strong yeah is that like a classical west coast like yeah. super dank oh uh, yeah yeah really really your, dank uh, taste buds um off. not our most bitter but it's okay. up there it's like about 70 um we've got one that's about 100 that we try to do nice. um to make a you know real west coast ipa those are coming back a lot so i know and i love it that's yeah we're 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 stoked to see the 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 trend of um the uh the west coast coming back um hazies are fun but um you know, we make a lot of them. And, and they're never going to go away, yeah. obviously. But it's nice. to. I love my two favorite styles, West Coast IPAs and Pilsners. Oh, yeah. And the return of both of those are making me very happy. Yeah. Everywhere I go, it they have either a West Coast on or some variant of a Pilsner and or both. And it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I always say, you know, at least Montgomery County, Frederick's probably a little bit above this, but we're usually about two years behind the trend. So we're still in haze craze mode, um, just turning into kind of craft loggers and, you know, a little bit of that West coast too. Um, but hopefully in another year or two, we'll, we'll start catching up, you know, as, as, as more good breweries come around in Montgomery County, I feel like people are starting to catch on to it. Yeah. I mean, I th I, I don't think the haze craze is ever going to go away though. Cause it's so much more like, 
a hazy IPA is so much more approachable than a West Coast IPA to someone who for beginners, the, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So I like just from that standpoint that those and f- smoothie sours are never going to go away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you hate beer, typically you can drink one of those too and, and yeah. still enjoy it. Yeah, and that that's you know one of the things that we kind of built our our menu around is the the hard seltzers too. I mean, we're not allowed to do wine, we're not allowed to do liquor, so we need to engage those people in some way and this the seltzers is the way to do that. Um, and you know, they're they are what they are. I mean, I I partake in them every every once I mean, in a while. I, but I, I think it's silly for a brewery not to. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I the only thing I don't think makes sense I don't think it makes sense for craft breweries to package them. That like just the price White point, claw, in, yeah. <clears throat> the price point in a store. There, I mean, smoothie seltzers, different story. Those are just weird. <laughs> um, but like a regular seltzer, you're never gonna sell one when a truly or a, or a, what's you just White, White claw. claw, yeah, are a third of the price. Right, of, and there's right. like just no possibility of getting to that yeah. price point. Yeah, we 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 kind of <laughs> learned that um, over the course of of time you know well, i think it, it just took the craft beer industry as a while to learn like you can get people to pay a premium for craft beer on but, site but well yeah well, on, on well, site people will, yeah. will pay it but off site yeah it's like, it, you you're you're sitting there right next yeah. to white claw and you're like yeah yeah i'm gonna the, spend half price the seltzer it. drinker doesn't care whether right. or not you put more effort in right. care into exactly. yeah yeah and we they do. just want we the do. berry flavored water <laughs> right. that has, exactly. has the fun juice in it yes. <laughs> that's a great yeah. way of putting it. the craft aspect who cares <laughs> just get me drunk for as cheap as possible right, right. <laughs> going on a boat and i want to have fun <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, but in a tap room, it makes absolute sense because not everyone likes beer. Not everyone can drink beer. Like so, yeah. That's why I think it's still alive and well for tap room consumption. Because then, I mean, people out and having a good time are somewhat less price sensitive than when they're shopping the shelves and exactly and yeah. the white claw and truly. Yeah, like, we're not going to put the stuff in in you know Seven <laughs> Eleven. We're going to get destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> Have and I, I've only recently been introduced to the world of non alcoholic beer because I thought forever, like, I just I don't know, I don't care, it makes no sense to me. If I want a beer, I'm just gonna drink a beer. Uh, but it seems like a movement that's gone that it's here to stay and only gonna grow. Have you guys thought about we we have around with um, so we stuff at all? Yeah, we've we've done a few trials. Um, it's 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 way harder than you think it would be um, to make well, good ones, and and we've we've had some good ones. Um, you know, we we just had some some people down at um, other half. They do a phenomenal. Uh, oh, I've never had theirs. Yeah, um, and it, it's somewhat cumbersome because you really don't want to be putting that stuff through your tap lines. You know, it's it's kind of got to be in package, so it, there's an added cost to that yeah. as well. And um, yeah, now I'm I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I've kind of been curious about it but really haven't tapped into it um so we we've done a few trials and it's something that we're still working on um i think the um the craft brewing industry has gotten a lot better with the availability of ingredients to make these kind of things um so i think it will become more accessible and um a little bit 
easier to to manage. Um, but you know, it, it's 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 just a lot harder than you think it's going to be. The Maryland Craft Beer Festival, presented by Visit Frederick, returns to the Carroll Creek Linear Park in downtown Frederick on Saturday, May thirteenth. This great festival features more than 65 Maryland breweries, hundreds of locally crafted ales and lagers, six local bands on two stages, and dozens of artisans and food vendors. Don't miss this awesome celebration of local beer. Get your tickets today at mdcraftbeerfestival.com. Be sure to visit today's guest at the Maryland Craft Beer Festival and tell them you heard them on the Uncapped Podcast. We, I, I just had uh, NA Brewery 1820 from mm-hmm. in Maine on, <clears throat> and they were just talking about like that yeast is great, but the parameters that you have to keep the fermentation mm-hmm. in for it to, one, taste good at the end, and two, actually stay below the threshold, mm-hmm. it, like you said, is very difficult and right yeah and, and we're pretty fortunate we have a uh, a malting facility on site so we could you know when we've been doing our trials we've been doing under modified malt to make sure that we're not giving um a lot of you know availability to ferment um so that that's been going well but you know it, it's tough to recreate that in a um in, in a scalable fashion so um that's kind of the next step that we're working on is, you know, if we're going to do this, being able to reproduce it time and again, um, it's, it, you know, like I said, it's, it's just tough. And, you know, unless you have a lot of money and you're throwing your beer through a, you know, ultra pasteurizer, um, they also have a a tunnel pasteurizer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Then you, you know, you're, you're not going to be able to, um, to keep up with the, you know, the, athletic brewing and yeah. you know these other people that That's are funny. dedicated like, to you literally just listed like everything that they listed is like the hurdles the mm-hmm. to, for them to be able to start <laughs> yeah yeah and uh, you know if we if we had more space and more money and more resources and more you know bodies to do yeah. these things yeah we would be doing it in a second but you know we were focused on you know the the farm and and making the farm as uh you know as great a product as we possibly can that, um, you know, when, when people start screaming a little bit more for NAs, then maybe maybe we'll step it up. But yeah, going into the season, I mean, we're focused on our, our light loggers and, and, you know, as you should. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I, um, you, you actually, you, you, in that, what you were just saying answered another question I had because you had said that, the certain amount of acreage was dedicated to your barley mm-hmm. production because I, I was wondering, did you do you have to take that somewhere? But I guess you malt it right on premise. Yeah, so we we take it right down the street. Like like I said, we're we're right on the tip of the ag reserve, so we've got a lot of resources around us that that make it possible to do these things without owning a you know couple million dollar combine. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, we we we. Uh, harvest our barley, take it right down the street, have it clean, bring it back into our silo, and then malt it on site. Use nice. it in, in, you know, as a base malt for most of our beers. What um, what percentage of your malt are you able to produce on site? So this year we're 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 hoping to have about thirty thousand pounds of malted barley. Um, so that would probably be around forty. 40% of our so decent, wow. yeah yeah so it, it it is the you know 
we, we didn't want to just kind of like throw a handful into every batch and yeah. say, Hey, we're, we're using our estate yeah. malt. It's like, <laughs> no, we, you know, we, we actually want you to taste this yeah. stuff. So in our light lager and our amber lager, you know, it, it's the, um, it's the base malt. Um, and, uh, we're working it into other beers as well. Um, we've been using, um, Riverbend malt for, for the majority of our other stuff. So, you know, those guys are, are awesome with, helping us out and, and figuring out how to refine in North Carolina, right? Yeah. yeah I've had, Nashville. I've had them on as a guest. Yeah. Also. Yeah. They're, they're oh, yeah, awesome. We did. They, they talked about you guys being one of their customers up here. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, going back to Georgia, we did the same thing down there and I just kind of, um, you know, brought them with me when I came up back up to Maryland and, um, they've been a, a great resource. Brent is, is just I the had, most knowledgeable person about malt on the East Coast for sure. I had no idea that that process was so complicated. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and it it's it's more finicky than beer is. You know, if you don't get your germination temperatures right yeah. and things like that, the end product is not going to be what you want. And and that's when you get the unmodified or the chicken feed or or whatever yeah. that doesn't make it. Um, so it, yeah, it's got to be it's got to be pretty high spec, and that even goes back into. Um, growing it from the ground like the moisture content's got to be right the protein content it's got to be right um, and if it's not you're not going to have you know multiple grain so um, yeah it's 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 harder than brewing I would say <laughs> yeah when he was described that was one of the for me at least one of the most interesting episodes I've recorded just because I had no idea that mm -hmm. that's the that's how it was. Yeah, and then you can get into you know the <clears throat> recipes and making Munich malt versus you know your your two row and um, you know your your Vienna malts and and things like that. There, yeah. you know, it's not as easy as making a you know a Hellas versus a Vienna lager. You know, it's it's a lot different. What um what type of brew house and what size fermenters and all that do you have in your so we have a we have ten barrel brew house. Um, we we double batch pretty much everything into twenties, and then um, we do some uh, high gravity stuff into sixty barrels. And uh, same with our our seltzer, we do sixty barrels at a time. Okay. But then we also have seven barrel fermenters that we can do kind of our our smaller batch stuff in as Little well. Things you're not sure you want to dedicate or just may not yeah things so, like more seasonal things yeah, things okay. that that will we you know we want to move a little bit faster like. You know, say in the middle of the summer, we you know hefeweizen and things like that. Um, that uh, that are stuff. Gonna be there's kind of, a market for, but maybe not nearly. Yeah, that we don't really uh, want to package too yeah. much of. Yeah, I hate hefeweizen. <laughs> it's, it is very device very style. <laughs> it's one of my. That's why least, we do a yeah. half badge. <laughs> yeah, that's one, definitely one of my least favorite uh, styles. In Belgium, I don't like Belgium beer. <laughs> I, I hate clove. I don't oh, like that. okay. So if it like if if it doesn't have much clove flavor, like I'm much more on board with it. But, yeah. Um. How is what's the best way to keep up to date with what's going on at Lone Oak? Uh, definitely through social media. Um, we've got uh, we've got our Instagram is probably the best place to find us, and then. Uh, I would say we skew a little bit more TikTok than Facebook, but um, kind of whatever whatever 
channel you like to follow. <laughs> we've we've got something for you. And then the website, um, we 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 keep up with our website very often. It's a very good web. Like as breweries go, it's a good website. Yeah, we 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 redesigned it last year to kind of keep up with um with the Joneses and um yeah they did a great job and you know our team does a great job and and you know updating it. So you have you have your own kitchen, or is it a, right? Okay. Yeah. So we we have our own kitchen again. Being in Montgomery County, they're going to put some restrictions on what we yeah. can do, but uh, we make the most of it. Um, we we outsource a lot of um, ingredients so that you know we're not uh, constrained too much with with what we can do, and also let people that are good at what they do do what they do. And you know, we also have food trucks to to help us out as well. Most importantly, you have a soft pretzel. Oh yeah, <laughs> you can't I have was, beer without pretzels. <laughs> I soft pretzels are one of my favorite thing, <laughs> things in the world, and I keep saying I need to start doing like soft pretzel reviews, uh, on like how, podcasts, like, yeah. or or just like on social media, like how Dave Portnoy does. Oh, uh, the one bite, the one bite pizza <laughs> yeah, ones. Yeah. I like. I wanted. I need to do the. I'll do a two bite soft pretzel. <laughs> yeah. Because they, they we'll, we'll be the guinea pig. Yeah, we'll, we'll go first. I mean, and the thought be because most of the time, like if you order uh, a soft pretzel, they usually come with two different dips. So you got to try it, yeah. review it with the cheese dip or the mustard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, you're to, speaking our to, language. I need to start doing that. I love, love, love. <laughs> come on down. We'll, we'll be your, we'll be your first. <laughs> come on down. All right. Is there? Uh, do you guys have anything coming up or anything we haven't talked about that you want to? We always have things coming up um i think the probably the the um the most prominent thing we have is uh you know maryland craft brew festival we'll be we'll be out here for it on carroll creek um that's always our favorite thing to do every year oh you guys are good at have it you just click calendar and it has right yeah we've going on yeah we've we we just had a comedy show so we probably won't have another one until next month but we've got uh live music saturdays and sundays we've got uh trivia thursdays we've got open mic wednesdays we try to try to have something a little bit of something for everyone yeah yeah and then you know just just the farm too you know if you if you see it's going to be 75 and sunny it's going to be a great time out there do you want to answer some intentionally stupid questions? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Who would win a battle between a ninja and a pirate? Ninja. You're wrong. <laughs> that's, that's, I'm sorry. You're you're the fir- you're actually the first person to answer that incorrectly really? in a in a few episodes. Yeah, <laughs> I've been on a streak of people getting it correctly with pirate. Does pineapple belong on pizza? I. I don't hate it, but I don't like it myself. So I would say no. You are correct, sir. What is the best color of Starburst? Not yellow. The, I mean, the answer I'm looking for is pink, okay. but not, right. not yellow is definitely an acceptable okay. answer. <laughs> You're the first person to put it that way, so I will put that right on par with All saying right. pink. What would the title of your biography be? What were you thinking? <laughs> Do you hear that a lot? Yes. <laughs> God, Kevin, Especially for my wife. <laughs> Do you wash apples before eating them? I don't eat apples. That's weird. Yeah. Apples are really good. You can try them. I, I don't like the skin. <laughs> it's something about the skin. Like I, 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 I love, you know, fleshy fruit, but 
Yeah, some about apples. Have you know. only had apples that are like not crispy? Because uh, if I get an apple no. and it's not crispy, they're disgusting. See, I, I'm I'm the opposite. The, the oh. crisp apple, and yeah, I, I've got I've had just, I've got sensitive teeth, so if you oh. I bite into it and it, it it just kind of feels like I'm, you know, biting into an onion or something like that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Best fast food French fries. Defend your answer. Oh, French fries. Yeah. Ooh. Hmm. This is this is hard. Arby's um, has been getting a lot of love lately, especially yeah, the take home ones. I want to be controversial and say Burger King because that is controversial. A lot of people yeah, eat their French yeah, fries. Yeah, I, I, I'll just say this: McDonald's fries are the worst. Okay, that that is <laughs> definitely good. Yeah, okay. that is because right, yeah. I would say ninety yeah. percent of people say that McDonald's. Yeah, I is don't the know. Best. They just. Ah, they, not enough meat for me. I need I need a meaty potato. Right. Apples hurt your teeth, <laughs> yeah. and you don't like McDonald's French fries. <laughs> All right, let's see what else weirdness we can bring out. Crunchy or creamy peanut butter? Mm. There's really no answer. Wrong answer. Yeah, with peanut I, I'd, <laughs> I'd say I I probably would switch it up jar to jar, but uh, if I had to pick That's one, a- I would say creamy. It's more versatile because I feel like there are things with crunchy peanut butter you can't do. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, and I, I've said this multiple times in the show. Like, make it if you have cheap white bread and you're trying to make your daughter a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, crunchy peanut butter no, is not working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is the first thing you would purchase if you won the Powerball? A That's a good one. First thing, probably another vacation with me and my wife because <laughs> we have yet to go on our honeymoon and it's been over six months. So I, I owe her at least one more. <laughs> <laughs> if you drop food on the floor, what is the maximum acceptable amount of time where you can still eat it? Where did I drop it? That's often a follow-up question. I'll, I'll just let you side um so i'd say inside i give it a good minute or so (laughs) outside outside yeah i'd stick with a good five seconds but inside yeah i'm you know you got to boost your immune system (laughs) all right (laughs) who would play you in a movie about your life oh um current age come in okay current age um i would like it to be oh man that's a really good one let's say um <laughs> You've stumped me now. Um, who would play? Who would I want to play me? Or just who would? I mean, I guess that would be. I mean, inherently, the answer is going to be for who, who would you want it to be? Yeah. Uh, people said when I was growing up that I looked like Kevin Bacon, so maybe a younger Kevin Bacon. I'll take I, I that. would. I would. Like it to be Harrison Ford in his prime, though. 
Have Have you watched Shrinking? No. Oh my god! It is one of the best shows ever made. It's on Apple TV Plus, oh, though, okay. so it's very narrow <laughs> on who gets to watch it. But he, it's the best character he has ever really? played. Yeah, oh, Harrison Ford go. is amazing <laughs> in that show. That, yeah. <laughs> it is phenomenal. <laughs> I think they. I think it'll probably. A lot of times, Apple TV Plus shows will be made available on, like. To purchase on Amazon Prime okay. or just iTunes or stuff yeah, afterwards. I gotta, I gotta find a friend with the, with the yeah, password. That's, that's an easier way to <laughs> yeah. do it. Um, it's worth watching. It is the writing is phenomenal. Harrison Ford is oh, amazing We're, in it. We need we need a, a new show. So we, you you probably just sold us. Yeah. Get it, get some residuals from Apple. There. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll do one more. Uh, if you were a new member of the Spice Girls, what would your name be? Um, spiced beer, <laughs> beer spice. Um, I mean, beer spice would have to be the format that <laughs> yeah, it's in. Yeah, so. yeah, um, yeah. Ale spice. There you go. That's better. That's way better. <laughs> ale spice. We'll allow that one. <laughs> Belgian ale spice. Yeah. All right, Kevin. Thank you so much for coming out today. Uh, it's been a great conversation. Uh, everyone go check out Lone Oak and uh, thank you everyone for listening. Cheers. Thanks for having us, Chris. We appreciate it. The Uncapped Podcast is produced by Graham Cullen and me, Chris Sands. Be sure to like us on Facebook. And if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please leave us a review on Google Play or the iTunes Store. A special thanks to Double Motorcycle for providing our theme music. Thanks for listening. Oh my God, that's good.